Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life.
Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Karen Drucker. I am so blessed. So important for us to keep remembering that. We could be going through a whole lot worse. And I know that when we look at the condition of the United States of America, it looks pretty horrid. But I've often noticed that when there's like a great storm or a great uprising, there's something that's being reshaped, recreated, rebirthed, that takes us on the journey. It helps us to continue the journey. And however much we want to deny it, change is the inevitable. We can change through love, or we can change through tragedy. It's your call. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you're well and getting ready for lots of incredible experiences in 2021. 2020 was the year of just feeling so pulled back and into your shell, and 2021 was just like, release me, set me free, sort of a feeling, you know. Who would have ever thought that we would have been quarantined the way that we've been? And there are many folks, especially introverts, they've loved this. They've like, I'm in heaven. And there are some who have reached a point like, that's it. I can't take another moment of this. This is way too much. I need a break. And so for those souls, I really send a lot of love and light to them. There are also some of our brothers and sisters out there in the world that are really grappling emotionally and mentally. And there is a sensitivity in the atmosphere where it is sort of creating a kind of a feeling of wanting to finish things, you know, too many calls I've gotten of individuals who are not feeling like they really want to be here anymore. They feel like the world is just done. They're very overwhelmed, and they're tired of it. And of course, to those, I say, please hang in there. I can't begin to tell you how vital your life is and what it means. Our congressman here in the nation's capital, his son, just passed away, and it was like devastating. In the midst of Everything that's going on, you know, then this happens. And we don't sometimes know how to handle all of these gifts in unique packages. Today I'm welcoming a very special return guest, Christine Ariello, who is the author of Overwhelmed and Over It. As a transformational leadership advisor, a three-time best-selling author and host of the popular Feminine Power Time podcast, she's recognized worldwide for her work helping women to make a shift happen in the lives that they lead, the work they do, and the world they wish to create. Christine's thought-provoking approaches have appeared on CBS, NBC, Fox, TEDx, Huffington Post, and more. Over 35,000 people have participated in her personal transformational programs. She works globally with leaders in leadership teams and speaks and teaches often for large and small groups, and I'm so delighted to welcome Christine back on air. Hi, Christine. Welcome. Happy New Year. Hello. Good to be here, everyone. I'm so happy. I just poured myself my coffee. I lit a candle sitting down, and I'm ready for a lovely conversation. There you go. So how are you doing with all the changes that are happening in the United States? What were your personal reflections as a result of January 6th, which will go down in history. 
Well, you just start right with it. Yeah, you got to wake <laughs> up. Right. It's like your bunch of coffee. Well, it is still early here on the west coast of Seattle, but I loved that you started the session off today with Karen Drucker, who's actually a very good friend of mine, and that song, We Are So Blessed. And I was just listening to everything that you were saying, and it's interesting for me because I'm not sure how this is for, for all the listeners out there. I think we're all on a different spectrum. Path of Awakening for 20 years. The universe woke me up with a big personal wake-up call at the age of 30, and I feel so grateful for that because I feel like I've had a long runway to do the inner, deeper work within myself and also to really parse out and see things, not just in the mainstream way, but I kind of call it through my elevated wise woman eyes. Like, what's really happening here? And so I can answer that by human self, and there is my elevated wise woman self um, that can answer. Which one would you like me to go with first, (laughs) Sister Jenna? Whatever you feel. You're the one having a nice cup of warm coffee on the West Coast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because one of the terms that came to me this year was after George Floyd was murdered. I've been writing my this book, Overwhelmed and Over It, for the last three years and researching it for 10. And so right before the pandemic really shut down America at Equinox last year, I was like, I'm coming out of my cave. Then I'm like going back in the cave. And, and my role was really to just keep the people who are in your communities harmonized and stabilized. And so that's what I did. I have different communities and lots of tools, and I just brought people together and just did my best to help people keep stabilized mentally and their nervous systems emotionally and also spiritually and and psychically. And then when George Floyd was murdered and, you know, my practice is when something like that happens, I go in and I listen. Um, I'm not a first responder. I'm a person who kind of steps back and just really listens until spirit, until I'm guided to actually speak. And what emerged for me, and my question always is, what is my part and how am I to respond? And what came to me were these two words, and the words were sacred transformation. So the word sacred is one of those words that either you feel really comfortable with or and maybe we kind of overuse it or it's something like, like, what does that actually mean? And I'm a big believer in the power of words. And so when I got that word, those words together, sacred transformation, and transformation, I mean, that's what I do. I'm a big believer that all social and systemic change happens with personal transformation, which is why I've devoted a big part of my life to that. But I decided to go a little bit deeper into the word sacred. I knew the word sacred meant devoted, but I kind of did a big, deep etymology dig on it. And what the word sacred means and what these two words mean, sacred transformation, you spoke to this, Sister Jenna, about the choice that we have about how we go through this change, because we are actually at choice. We don't have a choice about going through the change. We're in the goo. But how we go through it is that our choice. And so sacred means devoted or dedicated to, but it also means to do something with reverence. It means without violence, so devoted, dedicated, in with respect and reverence, without violence. And it also means the root of the word is holy, and the root of the word holy is wholeness. So if you break all of it down, what you actually get is, and if you look at what's happening right now on this planet, and the United States of America is kind of an epicenter for it, is that we have a choice if we go through this transformation from a sacred place that we're devoted and dedicated to doing this with respect and reverence without violence with the intention being returning to wholeness. Or I don't know if we ever were in wholeness, but coming back to wholeness. 
And I think what we saw on January 6th, to me, is a, from an American perspective, is a reflection of a nation that, if we're really honest about how this nation was created and formed, this has been something I've felt very deeply about for many years since I had my first Lakota teacher when I was at the age of 30 who said, until we actually acknowledge what happened on this continent, we can truly have no healing. So I look at everything that's going around and I see the outpicturing of massive lying and stealing and cheating and confusion. And that is how this country, a part of it, was actually founded. And there's also freedom and lots of really good stuff. But until we actually get real about that part, I don't know that we can actually heal. And it's going to happen. So either we do it from a place of sacred proactivity or we keep having to be in reactivity. So how did you feel about it, though? Personally? Part of me, well, I mean, as a human, emotionally, I never want to see the past be in a way in which there's violence. And it's important for us as people who are empathic and compassionate to, like, we have to be able to feel in our hearts. I always say the human part has to be able to feel in our hearts what's happening. We can't just spiritually bypass it. We can't just intellectually, you know, scoff it off. But if you feel it, it's kind of like a swimming pool. You have to touch it. You have to see it. You have to be with it. But if you fall into the whole pool with all of the chaos, you're just in the pool with the chaos. So what you're saying as a human being, of course, you observe that it doesn't feel right, but you didn't let yourself get pulled into the emotions. Exactly. I feel the emotion and touch right. the emotion and let it go through me, but I know that I can be no good to anybody if I fall into the pool. A lot of people don't feel that way because they are empathetic and they do feel things and they do want to see in what way they can help and what they can do. So let's talk about your new book, Overwhelmed and Over It, which provides some much-needed inspiration. In the book, you encourage women to say, this way of working isn't working, and it has to change mm-hmm. now. Could you tell us more? Yeah, and that, and just, and I'll segue that in, Sister Jenna. That's my part. What you just said is when we see all this happening in the world, part of overwhelmed and over it, and why this way of working isn't working, is that as especially as as women and as men, if you're empathic or compassionate in any way, there's so much that's unraveling and so much that needs to be taken care of in the world. But if we try to do everything, if we touch into everything, if we plug into everything, we will short circuit. And and that's not going to help us actually do our part. So my question always comes back to what is my part to play? And part of my part is to help shine a light on the systemic underlying pieces that haven't been really working for women and men and people for a long time. So why the book is called Overwhelmed and Over It, how we're working If you think of 2020 as a boiling point and not as a one-year point, meaning the level of stress, the level of anxiety, the level of pressure, the amount of people just not feeling like their lives are sustainable but having no other way to do things because they just don't even have the time or the space, we can't breathe. Like We are so busy, so overpacked, so overwhelmed, just trying to keep things going that we can't breathe in our lives. And that's been happening It depends on where you start. You can go back 300 years to the Industrial Revolution. You could go back to when women entered the workforce. And so what we've been doing, because in some ways we've had no choice, is we have assimilated into ways of working that literally treat humans like 
machines, not like human beings. And there's some deep roots to that that are based in this overculture, which is a word that Clarissa Pinkola Estes coined, women who run with wolves, to describe what she calls the crazy, mad society we've all assimilated into in order to just survive. And so we've been just trying to make do. We try stress management. We try, you know, yoga. We try self-care. And, and it's all kind of helped us tread water. 2020 was like a tidal wave coming in and say, actually, all of these things that aren't working in the systems, the way we're working, the way we've designed our society isn't working. It's time we have to do things differently. Powerful. And I think that's why we're going through such rapid change as well, because we do have to do things differently, and it has to start from inside of ourselves, no doubt. You tell women that it's not their fault, that they feel so stretched and overwhelmed. I don't know if you've heard the latest statistics, but as of now, there are over 110,000 women who quit their jobs, stay at home to take care of their kids and family. That's a lot of women out of work. Is it their fault that they're the ones that have to keep doing this? And the thing is, they're overwhelmed, homeschooling, taking care of their husbands, working all day long, that they have to make a decision, family or career. Most of them, over 110,000 women in the United States, have said, I've got to go for family. I mean, they stretch themselves, and you tell women that it's not their fault that they feel so stretched and overwhelmed. Is it anyone's fault? I think what and why I wrote Overwhelmed and over why I do the work I do and why what, what you just described of 110,000 women quitting their job is because we've hit a no more point, like no more. And we are like, these are points that I've come to in my own life various times where I'm like, the way I'm living, the way I'm working is just not sustainable. Back in the 1970s, I had an opportunity to talk to people like Gloria Steinem and really sit down and say, help me understand how it is as smart and bright as we are as women that we failed to achieve work-life balance, that no matter how much we do, how much we try to make it work, it's just not working. And a couple things I found out. Number one is that the message was never women should be able to do, be, and have it all. The message was you can be anything that's true in your heart and on your soul's path that's true for you, but you have to make choices. And we, most of us, at least those of us that were you know, brought up in the 70s and 80s and beyond, we never got that message, and the society didn't support it because what happened, and this is kind of directly what Gloria's response was to me, she said, basically, Christine, there weren't enough women in places of power or influence and or male allies, and I would say even a consciousness at that point, to say, oh, we need to change the way things are structured. We need to change the way we're working. We need to change systems. And so basically women just put on, they just said, okay, I've got to do more. We just did more, and we just and we kind of decided to play. The, it's not a man's game. It's a game that's not good for any human. It's not, it's not men's fault. It's nobody's fault. It's just this is an unsustainable reality. And I think where we're, we're coming to and what those women, I would say that they've done is they have stepped into – their power of what's called harmonic defiance. And harmonic defiance is a, um, a superpower that I teach and give language to, which is choosing to defy the systems and the ways of working and living, whether it's in your family system, it's in your work system, it's in society, that do not work for you, are not sustainable, not by raging, not by hurting other people, but by 
making a different choice. And those women you're describing is they've made the choice to say, actually, I can't do more. There's no more. There's no more of me. This, I, like, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to go down. And I right. think those kinds of choices, I've often said just a decade ago, if every woman on the planet said this way of working is crazy pants, we all quit, the world would have to change. I think that's where we're at because we have to reimagine a different way of being. Right. Uh, I get that. So the first hour of the day, you say, is the most important of the day. How you start your day is how you live your day. You want to give us some tips? Yeah. So my background is traditionally I studied in traditional leadership business, success models, all that other you know good stuff. I have my MBA. And then I realized that that could only take me so far. And so about 20 years ago, I realized I needed to study other, some what are called wisdom traditions. So I'm deeply studied in yogic wisdom, feminine wisdom, and earth wisdom, and one of the things that is true around all of those different parts of wisdom is that the first hour, how you start the first hour of your day and how you end the first hour of your day either sets you up for being able to maintain that centered, calm, connected place within you and or you set yourself up to be a windsock with like no pole where you're, you're blown around by the outside world, you don't have a center or if you know something happens, you just get swirled up and 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 blown over and this includes meditation but it's more than meditation it is I'll kind of break it down think about the bookend and just ask yourself what am I doing in the first hour of my day what am I interacting with in that first hour of the day how am I starting that first hour of the day so when I work especially when I would go do work in organizations and corporations I always ask people how many of you have a morning practice that you do every day that you connect with yourself physically spiritually, emotionally, and mentally, all four of those parts. And I just get the look. <laughs> They're like, what? And, and maybe I get one hand, like less than 1%. But even when I would go teach at Kripalu or teach at, you know, really beautiful, like, you know, personal awareness, people who are really dedicated to self-awareness, um, maybe 20% have a practice they do every morning. And then if I ask if they have a downshifting practice and how they downshift, I virtually nobody does. And I don't know how we navigate these times or any times without making sure that you've really centered yourself and set your field and connected to yourself and to you know whatever that divine downline is for you and also protected your energy field. So I always say in the morning you want to set your field, connect on all four realms, and protect your magnetic field. And on the opposite side, on the downshifting practice, you want to kind of do the same thing. So that first hour, no interacting with the outside world. Because if you look at your email or you go online before you've set, connect, and protected, you've just let all of that energy into your field. And it's going to swirl you up and affect and amplify your own anxiety and your own frustrations. And the same thing on that last hour of the day, the yogis say what you put into your subconscious or consciousness or emotional and mental fields the last hour of your day goes to bed with you. So if you're watching a scary movie, if you're watching an emotionally triggering movie, that's gone into your subconscious. If you're eating chocolate an hour before bed, it's, your body now has to process that so it can't process the other toxins. If you're on Facebook, all those people go into bed with you. So if you do nothing else, just starting to become more aware of that first hour of the day and choosing not to interact with the outside world that's the practice, and it's, I would say, one of my that's top practical. three practices for staying out of overwhelm and the swirl of the world. 
Thank you for sharing that. It's very practical. As we're coming to a close to our conversation, sometimes women find it very hard to receive support from others. Mm. Any advice you'd like to offer them? Yeah. You know, one of the things, well, first of all, just knowing that we are really bred and raised to be strong achievers, kind of like Wonder Woman, and we're bred to be very and taught to be very selfless caregivers, almost to the point of being martyrs and self-sacrificers, but we're not taught how to be really gracious receivers. And we're like banks. Think of yourself like a bank. If you only give withdrawals and you don't take in deposits, you are going to bankrupt yourself financially, emotionally, spiritually. And so one practice I do every day, it is, again, one of the top three practices that keeps me out of overwhelm and burnout, is I make sure I check in with my life force every day. And one way you stay out of burnout is you don't wait till you're burned out and you're sick to actually make a change. You check in with your life force. So like one thing you can do right now is just take a moment and close your eyes, put a hand on your heart, put a hand on your belly, and just ask yourself, okay, where's my life force on a scale of zero to 100? With 100 being full, zero empty, and 50 half. And the rules you never serve from your reserve. So if you're below a 50, you just need to know that you're actually on the road to burnout or getting sick. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. But the part of the shift of that is, and if you're below a 50, you need to show up in the world and actually receive more support day and ask for more support and do things differently. And then the second question I ask myself every morning is then, what do I need to receive today? So just ask that to yourself. And just let your inner wisdom guide you to that. And if you don't get anything, you can just say something, what would I love to receive today? So, Sister Jenna, what's your life force level and what do you need to receive today? Silence. Appreciation. Mm-hmm. And I today did my I'm a 73 and I need to receive kindness. So you take that into your day, and then you design your day like that, and then when something comes up, you go back to that word. It's a very simple way to start building your receiving muscles. And then the other thing I would say, and this is top of mind right now, is to think about, like, where am I going to focus my energy? Where am I going to set my intentions for this year? Because even though the year is uncertain, it's really important to get clear about where you're going to focus at. And that we need to ask at the start of every year, what do I need to receive? What's the support I need? So as you look into this year to come, what is the support you need? What is the physical support? So there's the four different kinds of support, physical support, mental support, emotional support, and spiritual support. And really stop and pause, and I would journal on it. I would write out those questions and really ask yourself, what do I need in each of these realms? You don't need to totally know how to get it. You just first need to start saying, I actually need this. So if this is what I'm going to say yes to, or this is my reality, Here's the support that I need. And then you can work with the universe to actually create it. That sounds perfect. Well, listen, is there a website that you could leave us with for our listeners to get in touch with you? Yeah, my website, christinearilo.com, and that's A-R-Y-L-O, Christine with a C-H. But you can also just go to Overwhelmed and Over It, which is the book page, and that also is on my website. So those are two great places to go. And then also my podcast, Feminine Power Time, is a great way to stay connected. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for your words of advice and your wisdom. And please be safe, and hopefully we'll connect again real soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye, everyone. All the best. So I hope everyone took some really good advice here. I know that I did, and please do keep in touch with her and let her know that you also heard about her from America Meditating Radio. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and we are here to love each other the same. So do enjoy that. Here is Joe Robb with Wake Up. Take care, everyone. Jenna, you've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes. 
24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.